They're gliding baseball rags. See the pitcher throw and strike them out. You got them going. Uh-oh. They're sliding baseball rags. Don't you be a quitter. Show them you're a heavy hitter. Some classy curve the pitcher twirling. Go on, kids. Spin without a whirling. Hey, soak it out. Soak it out. Make a home run. Ball. Strike. Stay hit. First base. Make second. You're a bird. Keep it going, sonny. Make me win a lot of money. Don't stop until you're touching third. You're a holy terror. Center fielder made an error. Slide, slide. You made a good beginning for you know that your team always makes a winning when you play ball and sing that baseball rag. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to the Friday, May 5th edition of Free Baseball the podcast that goes into extra innings to bring you the best in commentary, insight, and analysis of our national pastime. I'm your host, Robert Cadera. Before we start today's program, I'd like to add a personal note. You know, baseball has always had its share of great players, the talents who set the standards and forge our memories of the game and its magic moments. But baseball wouldn't have become the game it is without great fans as well. I'd like to give a shout-out today to one of the sport's greatest fans, Malcolm Collins. I've known Mel for close to 50 years, and believe me, there is no greater or more knowledgeable fan anywhere. Mel had a health incident last week that landed him in Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in New York, and he's working his way back as we speak. So here's a tip of the hat and a wish for a return to full health for Mal and any other fans who are missing their baseball due to illness. We're wishing you a swift and complete recovery. Originally, I'd planned to do a full-blown analysis of the season's first month, but there's too much to say about this year already, so we're going to split it up over the next two programs. Today, we'll focus on the teams in trouble already and end on a happier note by saluting the teams that are exceeding expectations. In the second part of the show, we'll introduce you to another unsung hero and give you the answer to last week's trivia question. Okay, Jane, give us a musical segue. Thank you, Jane. Fans, I want you to take a moment for a deep breath. Everybody, okay, now let it out real slow. Then pinch yourself and notice that the Pittsburgh Pirates not only lead the Central Division of the National League, they have the second-best record in the National League. The Tampa Bay Rays have the best record in baseball and are off to an historic start. We have four teams playing 600 or better baseball, Orioles, Rangers, Pirates, and the Braves. And the amazing Rays are now playing better than 800 baseball. 
26 wins, 6 losses as I speak. So there's plenty to demand our attention one month into this year. Now, I know what uh, some people say. It's early. But you know, a win in April counts just the same as a win in September, and early season wins make late season games meaningful. Let's start now with the teams in trouble. It's often said that the baseball fans in St. Louis are the most knowledgeable fans in the game. Well, I can tell you this, these fans know bad baseball when they see it being played. And if you listen to a Cardinals game these days, the sound that is most memorable is not the crack of the bat or the roar of the crowd. It's the raspberry, just the way it is in New York and Philadelphia and other places that have fans who tend to be far more critical. The St. Louis fans have good reason. You might remember I picked the Cardinals to win the Central Division. I was not alone. In fact, my pick coincided with, I guess, what you'd call the consensus for the uh, National League Central Division. The Cardinals were supposed to have a great team, excellent starting pitching, some hotshot rookies, and a high-powered offense. The hotshot rookie at the beginning of the year was a guy named Jordan Walker, who looked like a future star. The first several weeks, he set a major league record for the most consecutive games hitting streak to begin a major league career. Don't look now, but Jordan is playing for the Memphis Redbirds, where he currently has three hits in 23 at-bats. The Cardinals' starting pitching was supposed to be a strength, rated perhaps the best in the division except for the Milwaukee Brewers. Hasn't exactly turned out that way. Flaherty is day-to-day. Wainwright is just now coming off the injured list. Jordan Montgomery has a 3.34 ERA, which is pretty good, but he is the only Cardinal starter with an ERA below 5.4. Miles Michaelis, who just got a big contract in spring training, hasn't earned any of that so far. Stephen Matz is pitching the way he used to pitch at the tail end of his Mets career, which is to say, lousy. And the bullpen has been uh, up and down. It hasn't really mattered too much because the offense, the team is hitting a, a very, very weak 254. Nolan Arenado, a silent 236. And this team is already 10 games behind the Pirates. They've got three other teams to jump over before they get to Pittsburgh. And I know it's early. I know the fans are up in arms, but I think they have a right to be concerned. The Cardinals do not look like a division winner. In fact, they look more like a tail-ender at this point. Welcome to the Big Apple, New York, the city that never sleeps. Except that Met and Yankee fans have been having nightmares since opening day. They've got two teams to bitch about. Where do we begin? We'll start with the Yankees. Try this on for size. Last year's American League stolen base champion Jorge Mateo 
has as many home runs as last year's home run champ Aaron Judge. And Judge is injured. And Stanton is injured. And Donaldson is injured. And Severino is injured. And Rodon is injured. We'll stop there just because I don't like to see people cry. A dude who ranked 151st in baseball last year in average exit velocity, Luis Arias, has a higher slugging percentage than Judge so far. What can we take away from this? Well, if you're a Yankee fan, there's a bitter taste in your mouth right now because the Yankees are in last place. And of course, I picked them for first but what the hell do I know? If Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is the answer in center field, I want to know what the question is. At least Bader came back a couple of games ago and then got his face mashed in by the left fielder. This Yankee team is in trouble. Even if Judge is back, even if Stanton comes back, their pitching is reed thin. The bullpen doesn't really have a shutdown closer. Forget Holmes. Last year was an aberration. Team lacked a certain degree of team speed. The defense is okay in center field and judge when he plays in right. But beyond that, it's nothing special. Now let's move across town to the Mets and their AARP geriatric starting rotation. There's last year's AL Cy Young winner, Justin Verlander. Oh, excuse me, he just pitched for the first time yesterday. There's two-time Cy Young winner, Max Scherzer. Can that possibly be him giving up home runs and line drives all over the place with an ERA of better than five? There's Carlos Carrasco, if you can find him. And even before he disappeared, he was lousy. Jose Quintana, free agent extraordinaire who may, may pitch before September. All I can say is thank God for Kodai Senga. There's nobody hitting beyond Nemo and Alonzo. Oh, did you notice that Lindor's hitting 211? And where the heck are darling Marte's extra base hits? For all those muscles he flashes, he looks more like Don Kessinger out there. After losing two of three to the Atlanta Braves, the Mets assured us that the next stretch of 18 games against also-rans would put things right. That was before they rumbled into Detroit and lost three games to the Tigers, the worst-hitting team in baseball, and scored one run in the last two games themselves. This team has problems as well. It could be a long, long baseball year in New York City. Everybody can't be playing bad, and this year we have some extraordinary early season performances. We have to start, of course, with the Tampa Bay Rays, who have won 26 of their first 32 games, who have the largest positive run differential of any team 
in recent history. And oh, by the way, remember the New York Mets? Well, the New York Mets are paying more to Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer than the Tampa Bay Rays are play, are paying to their entire roster. That's right. Nobody does it better than Tampa Bay. It's one of the reasons I keep underestimating them, because on paper, they don't really look that good. But you got the results. And as Bill Parcells used to say, you are what your record says you are. So let's take a minute and recognize Tampa Bay as the best team in baseball so far. Other positives, the Baltimore Orioles, with their huge cache of young talent, are off to a 19-9 and start. They're proving that last year was no fluke. I'd say the Toronto Blue Jays, despite what's happened this week in, in uh, Boston, are playing well. And uh, let's not forget the Texas Rangers, who are leading the American League West, and it looks like they may just give the Astros a run for their money this year. Aside from the Pirates, who are the surprise story in the National League, the Atlanta Braves have picked up where they left off last year. You might recall they rushed to the finish line and beat out the Mets in the last week of the season, they're comfortably ahead in the National League East. And unless the Phillies pitching comes around, the Braves may actually go unchallenged in the division this year. Another young team I tip my hat to are the Arizona Diamondbacks, another team with young players and, and a bright future, I would say. So there you have it. That's a quick rundown of the early months and weeks of the 2023 Major League Baseball season as I see it. We'll do this in another month. We'll give you an update then. Uh, next week, I'd like to look at some of the emerging trends in baseball, the things that are coming, the things that are going, the differences that we've noticed so far this year. You know that fanfare means it's time for Unsung Heroes, the portion of the program where we tip our hat to a notable achievement in baseball history. Last week, after we looked at the futility of the early 1960s New York Mets, we noted an unsung hero, one player, one man from the early teams in the Polo Grounds, who had a winning record while pitching for two of the lousiest teams in modern baseball history. He was a left-hander from Gore Bay, Ontario, Canada, and his name was Ken McKenzie. Ken pitched in 84 games for those two Met teams, and he amassed a one-loss record of eight wins and five losses, proving himself to be a winner on a team that rarely won. A side note on McKenzie's career, he pitched for four other major league teams other than the Mets, and for all four of those teams, he won a total of zero games. Now, this week's tip of the hat is to a uh, unsung hero that you probably have heard of. There were two Hall of Famers who hit home runs in their first at-bat in the major leagues. The first of these to do it was a man named Earl Averill. On April 16, 1929, Averill, playing for the Cleveland Indians, hit the first of 238 career homers. The trivia question for next week 
is about a different unsung hero. He was the other Hall of Famer to hit a home run on his first time at bat. It occurred on April 23, 1952, and he was playing for the New York Giants. Unlike Averill, who hit 237 more homers, this Hall of Famer played for 23 more seasons and never hit another home run. Can you name him? We have a bonus question as well. Which Major League player hit the most career homers after homering in his first at-bat? We'll have the answers to both of those questions next week. The Free Baseball Podcast is brought to you by Black Range Publishing, producers of the Gabe McKenna Mystery Series and the Black Range Pub Podcast. You can find us at www.blackrangepublishing.com. Free Baseball can also be found at the following podcast platforms, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Audible. Come back and enjoy Free Baseball every Friday. I'm your host, Robert Cadera. Thanks for stopping by. See you next week. (laughs) 